Hello, I'm Emma Jane Purcell and welcome back to Fail Harder, the podcast where I chat to people at the top of their game about failure, from their first memory of failure to how they cope with it now. Before I introduce my guest, I'd just like to mention the UX Design Institute who sponsors this podcast. UX design is how it feels to use a website or an app. So if a website or an app feels easy and trustworthy to use, it means it has good UX design. The UX Design Institute offers university credit rated courses in UX, which are all online and can be completed at your own pace. The recommended course is six months, but can be up to 12 months or much shorter if you have the time. For more information, just visit uxdesigninstitute.com forward slash fail. To end season two of the podcast, I'm joined by the fabulous James Kavanagh. I remember everyone in the class couldn't get it at the start. And then as the like couple of days went on, Rachel was getting it, Samantha was getting it, Daniel was getting it, Shane was getting it, Danny was getting it. And everyone started to get it. And there was there was a real like camaraderie when like other people, when people started to get it and they were like high-fiving each other. And I was the last person. I still, I never got it. <laughs> but I, I couldn't get my head around long division. And it was so frustrating and so embarrassing because every single person in the class got it. James is a social media influencer, an entrepreneur and a TV presenter who rose to prominence in 2015 on Snapchat doing vlogs and parodies. He has since gained a huge online following and worked as an influencer with many large brands and charities. In 2016, James and his partner William started their food company, Curabini, and their first cookbook, The Curabini Cookbook, won the Eurospar Cookbook of the Year Award in 2018. James also co-hosted the TV show, Ireland's Got More Talent. But James is not here to talk about success, he's here to talk about failure. Hello, how are you? I'm great. You're so welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much for having me. <laughs> this is actually my first early morning recording, would you okay. believe? Yeah. Um, usually my guests pick kind of like afternoon time. Are you a morning person or? I'm not. Did I pick this time? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why I picked this time. I'm the most, I'm the least morningest person ever. Do you know what? I have, I have a couple of things on today. So I was like, I was like, I, I might as well start off with this and then it'll, it'll kickstart me for the other things. Mm. Um, <laughs> my life is so all over the place. Like, unless I schedule things in the morning, like I'll sleep through. Yeah. You know I mean? that's, the, that's the perils of working for yourself. Like you can, you can sleep like very much the, the morning away, like unless yeah. you schedule something. So you're my alarm clock, basically. Um, right. Before we begin, let me just quickly explain the format to you. So I have yeah. 20 questions numbered at random. Most are straightforward. However, some are a little unconventional. And in yeah. the spirit of failure and trying to assert control over what life throws at us, you can pick the numbers. Okay, lovely. Mm-hmm. What would you like I'm first? Um, I'll go between one and 20. I'll go seven. Number seven. Okay. Yeah. Think back to your final year in secondary school. How did you picture your future then 
is that picture different to your life now? Um, so in my final year, I went to three different schools. I, I had a bit of a chaotic secondary school experience. My last school, I was I was brought from boarding school up to Dublin to this uh, to this school, Ashfield College. And it was like a grind school for, mm. for the Leaving Cert. So it was kind of my parents' last bid of trying to get me a good Leaving Cert. And <laughs> So there was a lot of like cramming. It was like, it, it was a grind school. So there was, you were just leaving every day with piles of notes. So it was a very like intense kind of year. Um, and I guess like my, my, my goal was to always work in PR and office. Mm. Um, and I got that for a couple of years. So I, I, I kind of got what I wanted, but now I've ended up doing something completely different. So I guess, yeah. It's um, it's not exactly what I wanted, but I'm happy. <laughs> but you're ha- like, you know, with this kind of what you're doing now would it ex- would it exceed your expectations nearly. Definitely, yeah, I would. Mm. I kind of I achieved things I thought would have taken longer, I guess. Yeah. Um, so I think I think I would be happy with myself. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And were now, you were you a good student? Like in the no, I'm the worst student ever. Like really. I was there in school for the social part and the friends bit and all that kind of thing. Um, but no, I was a really bad student. I'm not very academic at all. Um, the schoolwork stuff was the least um, favourite thing in school. I really, yeah. I really like it. Were you Deva when your parents sent you to a grind school then? Yeah, I was because I was like, I loved boarding school. I had so much fun in boarding school. Um, and when I was brought up to Dublin, I like all my friends I had like made down there and they were mostly like country people like yourself. Mm. Um, so when I came up to Dublin, when I came up to Dublin, it was like, sorry, even though I'm from Dublin, it was like moving to Dublin for the first time. Like I had no friends really. And mm. um, so it was, uh, it was a real odd experience. Um, and I was kind of, yeah, I was kind of raging, but I knew that this, you know, I needed to do this from like the last kind of, hurrah for my leaving cert yeah even though it didn't really work out (laughs) get the best points (laughs) but you know I I I'm I'm someone who who I never have a plan and it's something I'm trying to like work on at the moment like have an actual plan of like where I want to be in five years or what I want to do now I've been lucky I've kind of like bumbled my way through the past kind of 15 years in school um, and landed at nice places um, and gotten good jobs and good opportunities but like it's nothing to do with planning like I'm horrendous everything has been like a really great accident yeah uh, so I'm lucky I'm lucky in that sense but I don't I, I need to get better at planning because or else I just won't have any focus or I won't be able to get a house or I won't be because I'm really bad at saving as well mm, so nice. I, I, I need to stop bumping into life I need to actually <laughs> take control of the masts, sail away. Yeah, no, I get you. Do you think that you'd ever go back into PR as like a, you know, emergency, I don't know what I'm going to do next sort of thing? Yeah. Um, like if, if kind of what I was doing didn't work out, yeah, maybe, but I don't think so actually. Like me and William, my boyfriend, have a, a, a cookbook called The Kirby Cookbook mm. and 
we, we used to sell food at markets and that's kind of fallen a little bit because we're both kind of busy. But I think we we jump back more, more into the foods side of life. Yeah. Um, our, our goal is to have um, a guest house. So we're, we're working on kind of making a curve in a guest house. So I think um, I think that's what we're, where we're both headed at the moment. So that's probably more so what I'd fall back into. Yeah, deadly. Have you always been interested in food or is it kind of something in recent years that you've got into? I've always enjoyed eating food like forever, mm. but I've, yeah, like, <laughs> since meeting William, that's when I first got into kind of the, the behind the scenes of food, produce, where, where food comes from. And um, he went to Ballymaloo when I first met him. So he kind of came back all excited from being down in Cork for three months to mm. do that cookery course. And then we started up our, you know, selling food at markets. And then I went to Ballymaloo. So it was kind of, again, another accidental kind of thing. Um, I, I went down to Ballymaloo because William did Ballymaloo. Mm. Um, I really enjoyed it. And then I fell more in love with kind of food and, and how food is made and, and, and that kind of side, side of things and the business of food as well. So that's yeah. um, how I got into that. I mean, it's a very, uh, it's a good plan getting into food because people always want food. And <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, the funeral, I mean, funeral business and eating is always yeah. a profitable business. People Ham die. sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, we move on to the next number. What would you like? I'll go for three. Number three. All right. How do you cope with failure? How do I cope with failure? Um, not like, not... Not well, I guess. I get kind of frustrated. Mm. Um, like, I mean, when I, I'm for my leaving cert, um, I got like, I didn't get the points I needed to get into. I was trying to get into film and television production and I didn't get in. And I got just really down. I was so down for ages. I'm mm. not like, I'm kind of like, I'm bad at like just shaking myself off and like getting up again. Mm. I mean, I do eventually, but like I get very down about it. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's, but I think, I think you have to kind of surround yourself with people who make you happy and, and do things that kind of make you happy again. So uh, uh, yeah, I don't deal with it great, but I also, I, I know how to get myself out of it, if you know what I, if you know yeah. what I mean. I, I'm I think actually the exact same as you. I think that like, even, you know, <laughs> you think that I have a podcast about failure, I'd be like, so, you know. Yeah. okay with it but I'm actually a disaster like abs- like I'll get real just like cross myself and you know annoyed for like a few days but I am eventually able to like pick myself up out of it but I still haven't really learned to just kind of like accept it in the moment and move on like I need to be a bit of a drama queen for a little while yeah. I think to like process it you know what I mean yeah but that's probably your methods then do you know what I mean mm, yeah you probably dwell on it for a while and then shake yourself off and move on. So at least, you know, there's always a way out. Yeah. And you wanted to study film and television production. That's interesting. Yeah. I kind of tend to want to do things other people want to do. My friend, my best friend, Anthony, (laughs) um, at the time, he, 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 he was like a year ahead of me in school and no, two years ahead of me in school. And he did film and television production in IADT in Dunleary. And it looked really fun. I enjoy. I, I liked seeing what he was doing. So I was like, "I'll do that." So mm. <laughs> that's kind of why why I wanted to do. It. I know when I was when I was in primary school, like 
my earliest memory of wanting to, a job was wanting to be an archaeologist. I wanted to be an Egyptian archaeologist. Mm. I was obsessed with ancient Egypt and the mummy and all the anything to do with Egypt. Um, I even had my mum paint a massive mural on my bedroom wall as if I was dead in a tomb. Mm. And she like painted my name in a cartouche, like here lies James Kavanagh. Like, I love so, it. So, really obsessed with um, with mummies and everything. Um, so yeah, the, I wanted to be an archaeologist. Then I wanted to be a lawyer. Then I wanted to be this, that. I never had any like one thing I wanted to be. So yeah, I seen my friend do this course and I was like, I'll do that. Hmm. So I, I never had a clear, I still don't really, I never really had a clear idea of what I wanted to be when I'm older. I suppose I mean? nobody puts kind of like influencer on their CAO. Well, maybe they do now, but like, you know, I presume that you kind of just fell into it, I suppose. Do you know what you didn't really, or did yeah. you plan? No, to, yeah. no plan. Again. Like another bumble through life. I was in yeah. PR. I got on Snapchat and I started to share my life and scare my boyfriend, William, and people found it funny and interesting. And then that kind of, I started, I started to get offered work because of, um, uh, you know, the audience I was building. Brands were like, oh, can we advertise through your channel, blah, blah, blah. So I ended up getting money and it ended up start, starting to match the money I was on in PR. So I didn't, I could kind of, it, it gave me the freedom, I guess, to, to then try and explore the things I wanted to do, like start a food business because I had more time then um, mm. to things like that. So it kind of gave me freedom. How do you find kind of like a life where you share so much online? Are you, does it like cause kind of a bit of anxiety in your life? Just being like, oh my God, um, like I've so many people following me. I have such a huge platform. Are you very kind of okay with just sharing so much of you? Yeah, I guess like people see see like if they watch me or whoever they follow, like I don't share everything. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I kind of share I share what I share and like if there's, if something funny or interesting is happening, but like there's so much of the day that's happening in my own way that's not being shared. So it's like, it's it's not my whole life, I guess, you see. Yeah. Um, so, but no, it's like, it's been such a, uh, it's been such a, an amazing, like it's, it's mad three years, like to be able to be self-employed from it, from just talking about your life and just you know doing yourself um yeah it's, it's very freeing um and the like sometimes I'm like I can't believe I get you know I, I can make a living off doing this which is great and that's why I love social media and platform because anyone can have a platform mm. absolutely anyone can use it to share their voice and blah 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 so I think it's a it's a it's a it has its downs obviously but it has loads of ups as well I think yeah I think you're just you like I think that that you know if you've been following you for a long time you're just yourself like you're just James like you seem that way all the time you're not trying to like put on some sort of a like online persona and yeah I would imagine that's why so many people like are interested in watching you and like love your videos and love your cat and just following everything that you do you know she's staring at me right now is she (laughs) yeah I think though, if you're, you know, if you, if you're doing this sort of thing, I think people are, people, people can spot like if you're not being real or if mm. you're not like yourself or whatever. So I think, I think that's, uh, that's always the thing I tell people who like want to start, you know, maybe vlogging or sharing their life or whatever. It's just like, be 
you. That's mm. what people want. Like, yeah. you know, they watch movies to see actors. They don't, you know, you follow social media to see real people. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Do you ever get okay. fed up? Like, you ever like, oh, do you know what? Fuck this. Not bothered anymore. <laughs> To be honest, no, and I wish I did get more fed up because uh-huh. my screen time is disgusting. Like I spend an awful amount of time on my phone, even though I may only like share a few like sna- you know stories and stuff throughout the day. I'm on my phone in between all of that. Mm. I'm I'm on it way too much, like way too much. Yeah, I got a new phone recently, and it's uh, it, it measures like your screen time, like the whole thing during the day. And because I was kind of in, actually, I had this conversation with someone else in the podcast before, but talking about screen time. And I was like, I don't think that mine is actually too bad. And now I'm like, oh God, like it's so bad. And like, I, I've kind of stopped flicking over to that part. Like I'm just kind of in denial, you know. <laughs> I know. I, I kind of, well, I haven't checked it in a while, but I want to check it in. Because I, that's another thing about me in my life. I need to be scared from things. Mm make a change in my life be it too much partying too much you know spending money too much time on my phone I need to have a little scare to yeah. actually make a change so I need I, I'm going to check my screen time after this now and, and hopefully try and make a difference <laughs> well it measures everything even you know like phone calls and stuff which you kind of don't even think about as being like looking at your screen but I suppose you're on your phone Clock yeah, minutes. Not good. Phone, phone calls are so rare these days. It's like, who uses mm. the phone? Yeah. <laughs> 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 That'll be like one minute on my phone, and then like <laughs> sixty million hours on Instagram. <laughs> no, and then it's like I'm going to delete the app for like a day, and then like two hours later, <laughs> re-downloading it or looking yeah. at it in Safari. It's like, oh, yeah. You're only fooling yourself. You're only fooling yourself. Uh, All right, well, we move on to the next number. What would you like? Uh, I'll go with number one. Number one. Ooh, okay. James Kavner. Mm -hmm, Can you please spell the word orangutan? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Orangutan. Do you know, I can see it in my head. Uh, o or mm-hmm. is that right? Yeah. A U. <laughs> no. And a tang. <laughs> I'm already. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, what? What's my? No, I'm gonna give up. What is this? <laughs> uh, it's O R. What? Do I know the first? No, yeah. no, no, no. All right. Okay. <laughs> Just because they're the questions in Fail Harder doesn't mean like I knew the answer. Um, God, not the spelling one. So it's O-R-A-N-G-U-T-A-N. Okay, I knew there was a bit of orange at the start. Yeah, and then what's confusing is that you would think that there's a G, however there's not at the end. Because like, it sounds like it, orangutan, isn't it? All those shifty, silent letters yeah. surprise us. Yeah, yeah, there's been some uh, tricky, tricky spelling questions in this podcast. <laughs> I can never spell like Dunleary. I never I'm, ever can spell Dunleary. Yeah, it's like, like Dunlaugaheri. Dunlaugaheri, yeah. When you meet like an American, you're like, I was in Dunlaugaheri. It's like, no. Yeah. Kilkenny. Kilkenny. <laughs> <laughs> Love Kilkenny. 
Actually, when I first moved up to Dublin, this is just the most culty story ever. But sure, anyways, I um, moved up and uh, I was like 18 or whatever. And myself and my friend, so we were starting in DIT and uh, <laughs> we had to go to our like, whatever, signing. Because we were going, we we're in the conservatory, but we had to go down to Angel Street. And uh, both of us couldn't find Angel Street. We were going around being like... <laughs> Sorry, do you know where uh, Onger Street is? Like literally <laughs> asking people, like the absolute state of us. Onger, <laughs> Onger Street, <laughs> and that was the day I had my first Boudram as well. Would you believe? Very oh, there you go. Mm, in the, uh, in what's it, it, it's in Boudram, isn't it? The little blue place across. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah, we got our free Boudram. Anyways, uh, <laughs> sidetracked. Uh, what number would you like next? Uh, I'll go for number 15. Number 15. It's number 15. Do, 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 do. Okay. Do you believe everything happens for a reason? Um, I actually do believe that. Mm. Um, it's something I, I, and I don't know actually if I truly believe it, but it's a lovely way to explain things that are bad. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, and what's, you know, that other one, what's for you won't pass you. Um, and so, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe I just want to believe it. Okay. Um, but I think it's, I think it's, it's, you know, if something doesn't happen or something doesn't go your way. It's a really nice comforting thing to say to yourself. Um, mm. And you know what, like, you know, I didn't, I didn't get that course in film and television production. Which, you know, what if I got that? I would have maybe gone into a job like that I would have, you know, maybe I wouldn't have liked or I, I would have been kind of stuck in that. So, you know, I didn't get that, but that led me to do PR and doing PR led me to, to do this. So, no, I do believe it, actually. <laughs> now, that now that I'm thinking about my life and what's happened, everything does happen for a reason. Yes. Everything has, has, has led me to this point and I'm such a... I'm proof of that because I I am not one of those people who, you know, wanted 500 points, got 500 points, went to college, got the course, then got the job. I literally have been bumbling my way all the way, all the way along. Um, yeah. And I've, 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 you know, I've, I've lived life well so far. So, you know. It, yeah, it you've just, created kind of your own little empire nearly. We'll call yeah, it. my own little mm. world. Um, Which is so great. I think, yeah, so I think... Um, yeah, everything does happen for a reason. Yeah. Do you live in a bit of like, um, or maybe you don't, but like, do you have a bit of fear? I always think when, you know, you kind of live a bit of a freelance life and it's kind of one job to the next job. Like, do you live in a bit of fear that like, there's not going to be a next job? Yeah, or... all the time. Yeah. 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 And that's like, you know, in a way, it, may, it, it kind of keeps keeps you keeps the adrenaline going and kind of keeps you creating and keeps you motivated because you don't get comfortable. And like even in my last in my last job, I was really not. I wasn't giving my energy to it. Mm. You know, um, I, by the end of it, I was so done. Um, and you know, I still got my wage every month, and it was very secure and stuff. But I think. Um, I think not knowing where you're going, um, I think that kind of keeps you keeps you keeps you going in a weird way. Yeah, uh, it, yeah. It keeps. As I said it keeps your adrenaline going. Yeah, for sure. And it is like setting up the. Did you say a cookery? 
a guest house. A guest house. Is that kind of yeah. like, a, is, a, is that kind of your like long-term goal or is that something you want to do, you know, in the next few years? Yeah, it's, what, it's something we want to do in the next year or two. Um, oh, wow. Okay. Hopefully do it down in Cork and the kind of vibe is kind of like a, uh, you know, a luxury boutique, like maybe four or five bedroom guest house that we do like yoga retreats oh, and cool. like food and you can come and um, you can do a live <laughs> podcast from us um, yeah so that's kind of that's the vibe but like I fr- like fr- like we kind of treat Kerbini almost like an umbrella brand uh, under that I'd love to do like homeware and um, I'd oh, love yeah. to do you know product like uh, food products and stuff like that so I think the guest house would all, almost kind of be the headquarters or the base where we could develop a you know a bedding range from mm. or that so that's the next as I said don't have a plan blah 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 but I I have good gut instincts Mm. and I I feel like we need to do this this is the next step in order for other things to happen yeah yeah Yeah. that's like a domino effect kind of yeah and would you move to Cork is that yeah (gasps) Ooh. Yeah, I really want to move to Cork. I, I'm kind of happiest when I'm down there, to be honest. Yeah, it is lovely. Yeah, and I'm just in the country in general. I'm, I, I think it, it kind of goes back to maybe I was, when I was in boarding school. It was in the middle of nowhere in Westmeath, and I loved like jogging around like the school, and there was hay bales everywhere, and I was I was I was happiest there. I think so. I, I wanna I want a country life. Yeah, like I've ended up back in the country. I'm obviously originally from Tipperary, but just for the last few months, I've ended up back here and I hadn't been living in Tipperary for a long time. And I'm just, yeah, I'm really have to say I'm enjoying being in the countryside again. And I kind of thought that that wouldn't really be a thing for me, that I'd be like, oh, Dublin, London, wherever. Um, But now I'm like, hmm, I don't know. I won't be like permanently moving here now anytime soon, but like, now it, I feel like it's more in the realms of possibility or what I kind of want. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Nice like yeah. yeah, and your boyfriend is from Cork, yeah? From Cork, yeah. He's from a place called Curabini, which is where the name of our book comes from and, and, and hopefully Curabini Guest House. <laughs> cute. That's Gorgeous little place um, in, uh, by the water in Cork. Mm. Same. That's another thing I'd, I'd love is to be beside the sea. Yeah. The dream. Mm. Yeah. All right, we move on to the next number. What would you like? I'll go for 11. Number 11. Okay, name the Netflix show. Secrets, Lies, Revenge. Everyone at Liberty High has something to hide and the truth is about to come out. What is I- the show? Is it Big Little Lies? Oh no, that's not a Netflix show. No. Um, is that a school? Yeah. Is it a well-known show? Yeah. Pretty well-known. Um, I'll give you a clue. Yeah. It's more of like, I would say, a show for teenagers. I mean, people, older people do watch it, but... Very popular yep. with the teens. Um, oh, I can see loads of ones swirling in my head. Um, I give up. I don't know. <laughs> 13 Reasons Why. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I never watched it, you see. <laughs> I actually only watched the first season. I was like, this is too grim. Is that the guy from Gossip Girls in it? 
no, he's in uh, you. Oh yes, he's mm. in you. He's in you. Pen Badgley, beautiful yeah. Pen Badgley. <laughs> yeah, that's actually the show I was thinking of. <laughs> I'm All way right. off. Way <laughs> off. Way way off. All right, what number would you like next? At uh, thirteen. Number thirteen. Has anyone you loved ever really failed you? Um, I was thinking about this. Um, I don't, I don't think so in terms of like friends or family or whatever, but I had an ex-boyfriend who cheated on me and he ended up getting an STI from the person he cheated on me with and bringing it back and giving it to me. (laughs) So I would call that a failure from someone I love. (laughs) Absolutely. And did did you know he had cheated at at that stage? No, I didn't. And luckily we had, we had, um, he, he cheated on me, came back obviously. And then we, we did bits and then he gave it to me. Um, and then we broke up like say a month later. Um, it was kind of towards the end of the relationship. It wasn't great. And then we broke up a month later. And then I like, just as I normally would, like get an STI check if like before you move on to someone else or whatever, I'm mm-hmm. like mad about like, I'm a bit of a hypochondriac. Like I, I think we should all get more into checking ourselves. Mm. And, um, and then I found out I had a, an STI. And so I like had the conversation with him. And he's like, yeah, I cheated on you that night. I was like, you little bastards. <laughs> yeah. I know. Were you, I, were you it, or? No, I wasn't really because at that stage, like it, it, it ended quite badly. So it mm. was like, I wasn't like fresh anger or whatever. I was just like, I was more just pissed off. Like, yeah, yeah fair, fair. And um, would you be quite, would you be quite a trusting person or like, has that affected your, you know, your trustworthiness? <laughs> Trying to say no, you're trusting in others. Yeah, I don't know. It definitely hasn't. And um, I, I like looking back. It's not. I'm not like so surprised that it happened. But like, mm. it hasn't. Like, it definitely hasn't coloured future relationships or whatever, or you know that kind of thing. Yes, coloured future relationships. I, yeah, that's that's. I think the the that's the that's the story about that. But mm. I I don't think no one's ever. I'm lucky in the sense that no one I love or friends or anything. No one's ever hurt me in that sense. Mm. Are you are you able to be friends with exes? Yes, I am. Um, but I haven't. Like I'm. I call. I'd be civil. Let's say. <laughs> But you know the way, like, sometimes when you break up with people, you're like, how was I with them? Like, yeah. not even that they're bad people. It's just like, I wouldn't be able to have a conversation with you now. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, like, for some people you've been with for, like, a couple of years. And now I'm like, I, you know, I'm so different to you. Yeah. And, you're sort of, and I'm not saying that they're bad or anything. It's just like, we're so different. Mm, um, yeah. What about you? <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm friends with, yeah, not really. <laughs> I suppose civil, but like there's one, there is one guy that like, I don't know, it wasn't a really serious relationship, I suppose, but, um, yeah, he was a dickhead, but I see him everywhere. Like every festival I go to, every event I'd be at, like everywhere. He's just there. I'm like, just stop following me (laughs) just like all the time but uh, yeah and yeah and I don't 
I, I don't see how I used to fancy him so much, but uh, I did. I was mad about him. Thought he was great. I know relationships are mad. I mean, I mean, so I I know some people who are best friends with their exes. Really? Um, yeah, really good friends. Um, especially people who it's always I've never it's never happened to me really, but like you know the way there's like gr- big groups of friends and they go out with each other and then when they break up they're still they're still stuck in the same friend group as that person. Mm. So I think to be able to get on with people in that situation. Yeah. Um, but no, when I, when I, but it's, it's just, it's always baffled me that you can go out with someone for five years and then when you break up, you never really see them again. Yeah, like, that is strange. Was what was the connection? Like? Yeah, it's so strange. Like, it, it's not like, you know, a friend or something that you're just not that close with, but like, it just kind of, it's different. Like if you break up with somebody they're just removed instantly from your life it's and then you can't really just well I suppose you can you know have a relationship if you want but it's very very rare I think yeah yeah so strange like if me and my boyfriend now broke up like we live together and you know we've been together a good few years at this stage that like god it'd be just such a strange yeah. Thing. Like you're with your boyfriend a really long time now at this stage as well, aren't you? Like ten years. Wow. Yeah. Ten years. Super long. Basically like I married. I, I know. We basically are without the ring. Like, but I I've I've friends around me and stuff, and even my brother who 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 they've been with people less than me and William and they're engaged and they're like some mm. people I know are married and they're only together like five years. Um but yeah, I guess me and William are waiting to be able to properly afford it. That's yeah. kind of really the only issue there. I don't see weddings are expensive, no mm. matter what way you look at them. You, you can do them, you know, thrift, thrifty enough, but they're still a good chunk of money. So I don't want to do... And, and also, I want to do a wedding well. I want to have a gorgeous, like, two-day celebration. Yeah, and I I I, I want to be able to do it when we can af- when we can afford to do it, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I like I don't I don't I don't find marriage to be that important to me. And mm. um, I'm I'm more in, into it for the party and the celebration because <laughs> um, I don't know. Like I think you have to. Me and William are very comfortable in the love we have, and mm. you know, and it's solid enough to not, you know, have to be marked with a ring or whatever. But yeah. I would like to do that actually. Yeah, yeah, fair. Where did you guys meet? On Grinder. So romantic. So romantic. <laughs> well, I met my boyfriend on Tinder. So. <laughs> oh really? Okay, all the errors. Tinder Grinder. Yeah, Tinder Grinder. It's so funny. Uh, a friend of mine, her sister, met her now husband on Tinder. But like, she'd be a bit older now. She's maybe. I'd say she's maybe like 10 or something years older than me and they got married, but they lie to everybody about how they met. They have this like, this fake story, you know, about like me person because they don't want to say that they met on Tinder. Whereas I think that like younger, the younger generation, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just met them on Tinder in Grindr. Like it's so just like, like it's not like a shameful thing at all. Do you know? I know it's it's funny. Yes, but I I did kind of sanitize our meeting for quite a while mm. um, to pair, you know, to my parents and blah blah. But then I was like, what, what am I lying for? Like, yeah. I don't know. It's it's it's. I think it's so different now. But like back then, it was like a seedy thing. It was almost, or it wasn't even, but it was seen as like a seedy thing. Or oh, yeah. you know, when I'm lying, it's like 
<laughs> so often like it's that, you know, and there was always these like things like older people would say like, oh, it's very dangerous to meet someone online, la la. And it's like, often it's actually safer because you yeah. can, you know, it, within 10 minutes, you're onto their parents' profile. You're, you know, you know, their date of birth, you know where they went to school. So you can do so much research on someone before mm. you even meet. Yeah, you can I mean, be so smart about it. Like, you know, you like you can be stupid about it, I guess. But like, uh, you can, you can do so much research, as you said. And like, you can see who your mutual friends are. You can yeah. ask the mutual friends. Like, it's pretty, it's pretty simple. Yeah, because like, you know, you compare that to, you know, being drunk and meeting someone at a bar. Like, mm. you know, which, you know, is fine as well. But like, you could argue that that's more dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> I think. You know, they're both, you know, both ways of meeting people are completely fine. Just as long as you're like, have a bit of cop on. Yeah. Would you, could, would, you would you also have been like a relationship person or, you know, yeah. have you always been in relationships? Hmm. Well, I'm not, I'm not like, I, I would have thought myself as the Samantha Jones, like, you know, oh, yeah. of, my, of my life. I wanted to be like single, like blah, blah, blah. But I've, it's never happened ever. Like mm. since I'm 19, I've been in maybe thought like no earlier since I was about 16 I've been in just solid relationships and like when I'm single I'm only single for like a month or two you're it's too so much weird. of a catch James that's the problem <laughs> too much of a catch <laughs> I know but it's like I- I've always wanted to have that like wild single life and it's just never happened like yeah lousy <laughs> <laughs> All right, we move on to the next number. What would you like? Um, number nine. Number nine. What is your earliest memory of failure? Earliest memory of failure is, I would say, in primary school, uh, doing long division. And mm. that was like frustrating. Um, I remember everyone in the class couldn't get it at the start. And then as the like couple of days went on, Rachel was getting it, Samantha was getting it, Daniel was getting it, Shane was getting it, Danny was getting it. And everyone started to get it. And there was there was a real like camaraderie when like other people when people started to get it and they were like high fiving each other. And I was the last person. I still I never got it. <laughs> but I, I I couldn't get my head around long division and it was so frustrating and so embarrassing because every single person in the class got it and I remember at one stage like the whole class was heads turned looking at me at the at the kind of middle back of the class while our teacher was like and we do this here and I was like no go back go back go back (laughs) <laughs> I just couldn't and I said maths is just not my thing at all I'm the so. same like I'm so I was always so bad at maths just always like from yeah. young age like past maths junior search even search just and I had to like really work hard to just pass yeah. pass maths and then like I, I did foundation maths oh yeah <laughs> it's literally like it was nearly one. there Plus one is what? <laughs> <laughs> Just not getting it. But uh, yeah, then I used to get so jealous because um, when I did the leave insert, it was, I think it was the first year they added the extra 25 points if you did honours maths. And uh, 
like my friends who were good at maths were just really good at maths and didn't actually have to study maths. It just came to them. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like they were just class with it and they just like, whereas I'd be like pulling my hair out, just getting all the attempt marks because I'd never be able to get the answer. I was just always like, why? Like, I'm not going to be a computer scientist or a rocket scientist. Why do I need to know what pi is and all this? Like, <sighs> we have calculators. Like, no, I know. It's, it's what subject did you like? I loved classical studies. Mm. Um, I loved history. I loved English. Um, I loved home ec. Yeah. Um, so they they were the kind of ones I, I I liked, yeah. Yeah, you. I actually was listening to um, a podcast with you before with um, Caroline Foran, who was on this podcast too, and uh, I just thought your story about kind of um, going from primary school to secondary school was just devastating. <laughs> yeah. When you went to that first primary school, and that that guy was just so horrible to you, and I just think that must have been just such a yeah thing to go through at such a young age yeah it was such a like it was such a downer because as I I adored primary school Mm. like that was the happiest couple of years of my life like it was so much fun I was like like as I said you know apart from long division it was fairly easy let's be real (laughs) there was a lot of focus on like on drama there was a lot of focus on like just it was a really good primary school and it was like everyone was just everyone was really happy I remember and then to go from that high to then like being severely bullied from day one you know Mm. it was like oh god like cold hard slap of reality do you know that way yeah yeah had you ever seen that guy who bullied you since that time I haven't. Um, I've looked at him. I've seen him on Facebook, but I've never seen him in real life. But like, people are always like, would you ever say? I'm like, no, like people grow and people are different. Yeah, like, yeah. He's, he's definitely not the same person. Like, you know, that, yeah. you know, you can't hold those kind of grudges. But all I can do is try and, ra- you know, raise awareness of not to do something like that. Mm. You no, know, because I, I doubt he even realized how much it affected me. Yeah. Um, because when I would just go into a shell, like I'd go silent when I was being bullied. Um, so, you know, and that probably egged him on to go because he was maybe looking for a reaction or whatever. And I never gave it because I was like, I I'd just go insular. Mm. Um, so I don't I don't even think he realized that when I went home, I was like in bits for, you know, I, I th- those three years, like I never... I, I I went from being this like really comfortable person to being an absolute insular loner, you know, mm-hmm. and that was a result of the bullying. So I doubt he even really knew what was going on. Is that why your parents moved you then to the boarding school? Yeah. 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 And that sorted me out completely. Great. You're lucky that you did get that, you know, that you did get the chance to move because I suppose so many people just get stuck there for, yeah, for the exactly. six years or whatever. Actually, like I was, the main thing I was being bullied over was being gay. And mm. like, you know, it was not And did you tell people you were gay at that stage? No. Like, no, okay. No, I didn't. Um, and, you know, like I didn't really even know myself. Like that was mm. the thing. It's like, I always say like young people have such a, like a, a young straight guys have such a gaydar. They can like pick it up straight away. Like mm. all boys school, like if you don't fit that mold of like being into rugby, being a bit macho, being blah, blah, blah. Like you're, you know, alarm bells ring if you're not a certain type of person in all boys school. That's why I'm not a fan of, of all 
boys or all girls schools. I think it's healthier for everyone to be mixed. Like that's real life. Yeah, like you have to work together in the real world. So why segregate? Yeah. I I feel like some, some like people end up not being able to speak to the opposite sex or whatever when they leave school and they're all a bit weird. And, Mm. um, you know, I, I, I went to obviously a mixed boarding school and like the difference in maturity and stuff was just huge. Mm. Um, like, you know, the way girls were spoken of in like the, you know, in the all boys school by certain people was like awful and like a very objectified kind of vibes. And then in, in, in the boarding school, girls and guys were really were you know and and it wasn't just like me being friends with girls as a gay man it was like straight girls and and straight guys were were best friends yeah they were boyfriend and girlfriend so the the maturity levels were just like so much better so I think um I th- I'm I, like I'm such a, a definitely about kids it's a mixed school a definitely boarding school as well I think is a, it's a great really? thing yeah I, it really matured me Fast. You're probably the yeah. only person I'd say who went to a boarding school who would like. I've only ever heard, you know, people who went to boarding school yeah. be like, "Never send my child to a boarding school." <laughs> yeah, and you know, I think it depends on the school as well. Like my school with Wilson's was brilliant, and like uh, anyone who went to Wilson's who I speak to loved it, and it was a okay. real, it was a great school. Um, but. Yeah, I had to learn to live with people. Like, it was like being in, like, a, you know, dor- we were in dorms. So you had to, mm. like, respect, you know, other people's, like, stuff. You had to, like, make your bed in the morning first thing. You know, it, there was, you couldn't be lazy. You had to, you know, there was, you had to, you had to kind of be an, be an adult at a young teenage age almost. Yeah, yeah. Um, so... I don't know if I, you know, I remember looking at like being in third year or fourth year and like looking at the new first years coming in and their children, like yeah. tiny things. So I don't know if I'd send them from first year. For the full thing. They're, yeah. Yeah. They're so young. Like, and some of them, like some of the foreign students, like from Spain and stuff, they'd only be able to go home like once every two months. Yeah. And they, I, I was only allowed home once a month. And I, my parents were like, you know, if we're paying for you to be in boarding school, we're getting the money's worth. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I was able to come home once a month. But some of the Spanish, like little first year, 13, 12 year olds were like wandering around, like freezing, you know, cold. Yeah. Like in Harry Potter with... with yeah. <laughs> Why is that going to my head? Did your siblings go to the boarding school as well? Or was it just... No. Yeah. Just me, yeah. My 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 two my my brother and sister went to um D- Dublin secondary schools. I didn't realize that your brother was the MMA trainer until I was like looking up stuff about you last night. Obviously, researching. <laughs> and uh, I was like, God, I recognize that name. And then my boyfriend's really into MMA, and he's like, No way, that's class. <laughs> we don't look alike. We're obviously not alike at all. Mm. Um. But we, yeah, I, I, like we get on so well. We're like, Great. Yeah. We're like your parents you know, must be so proud. Yeah, I guess. And like, I think John eased the way for me because he picked the the road less traveled. Mm. And like, my parents were real freaked out by what he was doing. Um, and I live in Fibsborough and actually there's a laneway at the back here. And in one of the sheds there was John's first gym. And it was in this like leaky little garage. And 
like no one had heard of MMA back then. No one like John was just like tunnel vision about this and really focused. And mm. my parents were like, please, like stop, do do something <laughs> normal. <laughs> um, so I think by him finding his way and being come, you know, becoming quite successful and um, doing something a bit odd made mm. it easier me because then my parents like didn't really panic about me they were like you know he'll find his way eventually yeah you both found like really kind of new up-and-coming things and got into that world and made it happen that's cool yeah yeah so go the cabinets yeah <laughs> the cabinets <laughs> <But, but> the... <laughs> all right i think we've time for one more question what number would you like uh i'll go for number 19 Number 19. My favorite age. Oh, uh, how do you measure your success? How do I measure my success? I think um, happiness um, and not even really happiness, like more so like, because I think there's this like, there's this false happiness out there and it's like, you know, it's like Pinterest, Instagram, shiny happiness and it's like if you don't attain that like glowing happiness, then you're not like you're not like doing it right. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think you, know, you need to be comfortable with just being content and just being like okay with what's going on because the, and it's it's a struggle for me sometimes when I, I'm I I'm such an up and down person like yeah. Um, like I, I was, I remember even like, this was the, the main focus of talking to Caroline was like, how do you cope with that and stuff? And like, when, when I'm like feeling down, I, I'm like, sometimes I'm trying desperately to feel up again. Yeah. But it's like, you need to just roll with the downtimes as well. Um, and my, 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 William like suffered, like suffered from depression for a while. And he, he describes it as like, the black dog is at the door and like, mm-hmm. you know, you need to let the dog in and the dog represents like, you know, being down or depressed. And he was like, let the dog in and the dog will eventually, you know, go again. Yeah. And it's like, it's just this thing that comes in waves. And it's, it's, it's definitely something that's been heightened, I think, through COVID and being in lockdown. Like my mental health has, so, has suffered like it definitely, like it has. Really, um, yeah. Yeah, and like I haven't really been myself the past couple of months. I've mm-hmm. been like way more down about things and way more worried about everything. But I think um I think trying to retrain your brain into thinking success equals money and property mm. and houses and a, a ring and a, a child and it's more so just being happy and just being content with things and um, not trying to attain God levels of happiness because that doesn't yeah. exist. Like no. it doesn't exist. It no. may exist in fleeting moments, you know, on your wedding day or like on an amazing holiday. You may get little sparks of that, but like that doesn't exist for, no. uh, yeah. you know, you can't flatline on, on happiness. It has to be, you have to be able to be content. Yeah, I think we kind of learn, you know, growing up that, that that's, the goal is to to reach this level of kind of eternal happiness. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And uh, yeah. yeah, like you can reach maybe a level of like eternal contentment sort of, but like yeah. you're not going to, even if everything is working out, like things, days are still going to be bad. People you love are still going to like suffer, even if it's not you suffering or get sick or whatever it is. Like yeah. it's just not 
yeah, it's not something that you can actually do. I don't think is like continuous, continuously live in this happy state. And like the, the sooner we learn that that's okay and to just accept that, the better, I suppose. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. And it's while to, I don't like, I haven't really grasped it yet, but like yeah. it takes a while, I think, to understand it. Yeah. Um, we talk about it, but <laughs> not able to yeah. actually practice it yet. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you can spew out these but, bits of wisdom all day. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm so good at like solving my friends' problems, but not my own. Yeah. You know that way? We're mm. always better at like, you know, sitting down our friend or whatever in a panicky situation and sorting their life out but when it comes to your own it's like (gasps) yeah for sure and like with this time with during COVID and stuff you know saying that your mental health has suffered a bit um do you do you have a good handle on that like are you like this is what I need to do now or are you kind of just still figuring it out yeah no definitely still figuring it out Mm. and I feel sometimes a bit like I'm drowning like it's that mm-hmm. kind of like <gasps> but then like that's the thing about trying to surround yourself with people who can help you swim like but mm-hmm. like William's great at that like helping me like come out of a moment or whatever um but yeah it's definitely something I think it's and then again like I think this is something I'll have forever like and yes. I think that yeah you know that's another bad thing is to to try and tell yourself that one day you'll have a grasp on it and you'll have the answer and you'll you'll be able to finally um, reach that constant level of happiness. It's like, no, maybe this is just life. Maybe yeah. you will. We'll always be tripping and swimming and drowning and like, that's just <laughs> life. Like, so yeah. maybe it's a bad thing to try and trick yourself into thinking that one day you'll have the answer. It's like, maybe you won't. And yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, for yeah. sure. <laughs> well James thank you so much for coming on the podcast today I have really enjoyed our chats it's been lovely loved it too thank you for listening to season 2 of Fail Harder I really do appreciate all of you who support the show and I really hope that you took something from it even if it's just something small Um, I'd also like to thank my amazing editor Shane Uh, head stuff and of course all of the guests who so kindly gave me their time and as always I would ask if you could please subscribe to the show give it a review and share it with a friend or share it online if you can all of these things are super helpful at getting the podcast out there thank you so much this podcast is part of the head stuff podcast network